only a useless life until we had all died out. We couldn't accept that. Ship replied, I could not go against my purpose. Ship could not recall having this particular discussion with Alexander, but the two of them might once have engaged in a similar conversation. Alexander and his companions had won their argument. In spite of the risk, Ship had allowed the young people to go into suspension, to be revived only after a new generation of human beings had matured and a habitable planet had been found for all of them to settle. I forgive you, Ship. Another face appeared, that of a dark-eyed young woman. But I should be asking you to forgive me. Loss and longing stirred within Ship. So Herod, it whispered, remembering her words. That had been their last conversation. I'll tell my children the story, so Herod continued, about how you brought us to life, how we grew up in your corridors until we were ready to live inside the hollow. The hollow was the name Ship's people had given to the vast open green space at Ship's center. And I'll have to tell them about all of the mistakes we made so that they don't make the same ones. Ship did not remember those particular words from Zoharit, but such thoughts might have crossed her mind. What kind of story will you tell them? Ship asked. But you already know the story, Zoharit said. You lived through all of it with us, but not as you lived it. I would tell them about how we went to live inside the hollow, to learn how to survive on the surface of a planet, mastered the skills we'd need to settle our new home, fought among ourselves, and then found out that we weren't the only people you carried, that there were others, our brothers and sisters, suspended until you discovered a world for us all to settle. Her voice rose slightly. You never even told us that they were inside you. I had to allow you to learn how to rely on yourselves before you found out about the presence of those other young people. And then there were the adults, the people who hid from us inside you, who had worked on the project and then decided that they couldn't leave everything to you, that they would have to go into suspension and take control of the project themselves. They also hid from me, Ship said. Deceived. I never knew they were waiting. To take over the mission, the stowaways had attacked Ship, shutting down its sensors and threatening its cortex before Zoharit and her companions had overcome them. Now, they slept in suspension until Ship could find a home for them. We learned something from them, Zoharit said, even if it was a violent lesson. We put our own differences aside and stood against them, so you could say that they brought us all together. Those words were not Zoharit's. They were ships, even if it was recalling them through its memories of her and hearing them in her voice. Zoharit had lashed out its ship with harsh and angry words after she and her companions had won their battle and had found out that the great and noble enterprise of the project had in fact been the dream of a few resentful people on an earth abandoned long ago by most of humankind. The project wasn't what we thought, she had said to Ship. They lied to you, 
and to us. You don't have to do what they made you to do. You don't have to seed other worlds. You can stay with us instead, around our new home and watch over us. You don't have to leave us now. But Ship had left. Even with its growing doubts about its purpose, it had made enough mistakes. And I? Another voice murmured. Was I another mistake? A young man swam out of the darkness and looked around himself with narrowed eyes. Ho, Ship said, recognizing the wary look on the young man's face. You were not a mistake. Maybe you thought it, not that it matters. Ho said, your mission might have failed without me. When it was time to fight with Zoharad as an ally instead of against her, I knew that we had to fight as hard as we could.